Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever, daddy. Oh, how we love you so. I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Uh, this morning we have a special guest speaker, um, and it's a privilege for me to uh, to introduce her to you. Um, she's the mother of my children, my sons. She's my friend, my best friend, my beautiful wife. Come on, Jesse. Just bear with me if you see me that I start to breathe. It might just be a contraction. So <laughs> I'm due next week, okay? <laughs> so um, in light of the circumstances, you know, um, emergencies arise and stuff. And um, unfortunately, Pastor Gary isn't here because he's traveling. And um, our children's pastor, Melissa, which is the other speaker that we normally have, her child is sick, and so she's attending to him. And so, process of, of elimination, there was no one else. And so, here I am. <laughs> so, I, I only had like... To... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm short, so I'm trying to like get myself a little... Um, it's funny because God has a sense of humor. Um, everything, a lot of things that I was just going to speak about, Louis had just already shared. So... Um, you know, for those of you who are walking through something, today is definitely the day for you to be here and to hear this. So, <laughs> okay. Um, how many of you have heard of the story of the three little pigs? Just about everyone. Everyone's had to have heard the story. For those of you who haven't heard the story, I'll just give you a brief synopsis. And there were three little pigs and they decided that they all wanted to move out of their mother's house or something or whatever, and they all decided to make their own house. So the first pig decides to make his house out of straw because it was the easiest thing to do. You know, how many of us want to just take the easy way out of things? Okay. Then the second pig decides that he wants to make his house out of twigs because it's a little bit stronger. The third pig decides that he wants to make his house out of bricks because it's the strongest foundation that there is. So, as many of us do, or many of us experience, life situations arise, and here comes the storm. Here comes the big bad wolf, and decides that he wants to devour 
exactly what the pigs have. He wants to either eat the pigs themselves or he wants to take what they have inside. So he starts knocking on the door. He's like, little pig, little pig. So the first one, let me in. He's like, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the wolf is like, so I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And eventually what happens? The house gets blown down. Second thing, second pig, again, he's like, little pig, little pig, let me in. And the pig is like, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. He's like, so I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow the house down. And eventually what happens? He blows the house down. They all go running to the other brother who built his house on a firm foundation. And so he's like, little pigs, little pigs, let me in. And they're like, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. So he huffed and he puffed. And what happened? Nothing. The house stood. When unexpected situations arise, what will we do? Who will we, tr- who will we turn to? Who do we trust? Do we trust in ourselves and our abilities, or do we trust into the Lord's? Think about many of the situations that you've probably faced, that you've walked through, the things that you've encountered. In those times of adversity, did you crumble? Or did you turn to the Lord? Did you allow somebody else to deal with the situation for you because you couldn't do it? Or did you trust and allow the Lord to work through the situation? I'm going to give you a little bit of an account of um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And it's the story of David and Goliath. And very briefly, um, Goliath was one of the Philistines' biggest warriors. He was about 6 feet 7 Um, And he was very arrogant, and he's very strong. And the Philistines and the Israelites were constantly in battle with each other. And so twice a day for 40 days while they were um, in a battle, Goliath would come out and he would challenge one of the the Israelites um, into a personal battle. And so King Saul, being the king himself, he says, you know what, I'm tired of this. (laughs) He's like, you know what, I'm tired of this. He's like, I promise to reward the person who defeats Goliath. So, of course, there's the entire army. No one steps up. But here comes little old David. Well, not little old David, but little David compared to Goliath. He says, you know what? I'm not afraid of him. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight him. So King Saul's like, you're like this big. David is like this big. And you're not even part of, you know, the army. How are you going to defeat him? But in all, King Saul, um, King Saul decides reluctantly, I'm going to give you my armor. Go ahead. Go for it. So David's like, I don't need that armor. All I need is the Lord. And so David comes out, and with five little stones, he puts them in his pocket, and he takes his little slingshot. And what happens eventually? He challenges him, and David wins. He comes out, and he hits him with a rock in his head, and Goliath dies. Who are the Goliaths in your life? Some of you may be facing a Goliath right now at this very moment, or some of you have already challenged them and have won them. But in all that, you have not been defeated because you're still here today. Um, I'm going to share with you with um, one of the Goliaths in my life. Um, I was 12 years old, and my dad died. My dad was... um, he was addicted to crack cocaine. 
Um, he had a promising future for himself. He was a contractor. He took care of a lot of buildings. He did a lot of projects and stuff like that. And, and he was a good provider. He was a good father. But at the same time, you know, just like many other men do or women do, they struggle with certain issues. They struggle with fears and insecurities. And they decide to take a coward's way out. And I say that it was coward's way out. Rather than dealing with his situations, he decided to just, you know, anesthetize them with drugs. And so, um, in one of his episodes or whatever, you know, he went hallucinating and um, he set fire to our home, thinking that we would all be there. And um, eventually he died. Thank God we weren't there. My mother was just giving birth. She had just given birth to my brother who was a month old. And so we were at my aunt's house. And, you know, I say this because I look at my mother and I look at the things that she's walked through and that's what she's endured. These are times where many people will just crumble. They wouldn't be able to handle it. They would, you know, they'll just give up. She could have been a nervous wreck herself for the rest of her life. But in all that, my mother decided to stand. My mother decided to take hold of her situation and not allow them to affect me or my brother. You know, and I encourage you with that today. If you're walking through something, don't buckle. Don't buckle because you're just given into fear. You know? Um, sorry. One of the ways that I could honestly say that we could stand is by Romans 12 2. It says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing perfect will. See, when you don't conform, but you transform the way that you think and you renew your mind, you're changing. You're changing your atmosphere. You're changing your environment. God wants you to take hold of him. God wants you to believe in him because he believes in you. He believes, he knows that you could face any obstacle and you could get through. How do you think Jesus made it through the cross? Yes, he was part of God. You know, he's God's son. But if he gave us a perfect example, he gave us a perfect example of how we can overcome any obstacle situations. They beat him. They spat on him. They, you know, they mocked him. And yet he still stood because he knew the promises that lied ahead. Um, trusting in God can be very difficult. And I say this because I know I've walked through it myself. There's been times where, you know, we face situations and we're like, God, are you really there? Do you hear me? Do you see me? And those are the times when we start to just doubt our faith. But God doesn't doubt us. God never denies us. Psalm 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. When you acknowledge God, you walk in his ways. You not only allow yourself to overcome the situation, but you begin to develop characteristics and skills that only God can give you. One of the skills and one of the characters is faith. Obviously, we all know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith has its counterpart. It has fear. 
Faith and fear, if you think about it, they're exactly the same, but on two polar opposites. Faith, um, you know, we hope for things, and fear is the substance of things that we don't see, but at the same time, they work along the same line. They, come, they work by hearing. We have faith because we hear the word of God. We have hear, fear because we hear the things that contradict the word of God. If, fear, if you tolerate fear, you are contaminating your faith. The world will contaminate your, fear, your faith to make you fear and doubt. And I'll say that again. If you tolerate your fear, you are contaminating your faith. How do you contaminate your faith? You either start trusting in what everybody else is telling you. You either start, you know, doubting the gifts and the callings that God has given you. You start to compromise. That's the biggest way to contaminate your faith is to compromise. You start relying on, oh, well, you know what? If so-and-so did it this way, maybe it'll work out for me this way. Why do we doubt the word of God? The Bible itself is the basic instructions for life. We don't need anything else but that. Um, faith is the foundation for which we stand on. It's the one only, it's one of the key elements that we need to overcome our obstacles. Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and it beat against the house, but it did not fall because it had, it had its foundations on the rock. Who is our rock? It's Jesus alone. That's all we need. That's the only person that we need. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose. And the winds blew and beat against the house. And the house fell with a big crash. Once again, going back to the story of the three little pigs. The first two were not rooted and grounded into the foundation. And their house fell. The wolf came and he tried to blow on the third house. But because his foundation was strong and firm, he stood. I want to give you a little bit of, um, I want to give you a little clip of a father and son. The clip itself will just show you what adversities this family must have walked through and what they must have faced as a family for many years. But this family decided to stand despite no matter what. How many of us can date today? That no matter what we walk through, that we will trust God in every situation how many of us can honestly say that today? Or will we trust in ourselves? Can we imagine what this family has walked through for so many years, having to take care of a child who's sick? Maybe they knew that he was going to be um, handicapped when you know the child was in the mother's womb. They didn't give it up. They decided to work through it. They stuck together as a family. That father carried his son through a triathlon. He, you know, he swam through the waters, carrying him, putting the weight on his shoulders, just the same way that Jesus put the weight of, of our burdens onto his back. How many of you today, families, parents, don't give up on your kids? 
Don't give up on your kids. When you feel that your kids are wavering, you stand, you stick to your guns, you do what you know best as a parent, and you fight for them. You pray over them. You lay hands on them as they're sleeping. You pour oil in their room. You seal their doors. Do the best that you can. If you don't know how to pray, you gather the saints together. And we'll pray for you. Those of you today who are struggling in your marriages, I know that there's got to be many of you, you know? You promised that the day that you, that, that you took those vows, you promised that through thick and thin, through sickness and health, that you will work it out. It's not, oh, I'll have a wedding today, and it'll all be great the first year. And then years later, when troubles arise, the children just give up. No. You promised forever, forever to work it out. So I encourage you today, do not crumble. Do not let fear of what you don't see happening for tomorrow overtake you, overcome. Today, if you're walking through something, I encourage you to stand firm. Stand firm and overcome the situation because God believes in you. God definitely believes in you. You're here. He wanted you to hear this message. It's short, sweet, but know that God sees the situation that you're facing at this very moment. Um, right now, I'd just like to invite our prayer team. If our prayer team could just come forward. If you're facing something and you don't know you know, you don't know what to do. You don't even have the words to say. Our prayer team's going to pray with you. are open. I welcome you. I invite you to come. Don't walk through the trials and the tribulations alone. Don't face them alone. You know, the Bible says that we need to come together as a group. Don't, don't stop fellowshipping with the saints. Don't stop coming to church when you have a trial or a tribulation. Because it's in those times when you need people of faith. When you don't have your own faith, you need someone else to be there for you. So don't walk away. Don't rely on your own strength to get you through. So as I said, you know, just come. The altars are open. We have people who are willing and ready to pray with you to help you walk through the situation. we just thank you this afternoon, Lord God. And Lord God, we know that there is so many things that so many of us are facing and that we're afraid to deal with, Lord God. But Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that your hands will be in the midst of it all, Lord Father God. Lord Father God, that your glory would fall, Lord God. Lord, that we would see, Lord God, what comes ahead, Lord God, that we would not fear tomorrow, Lord God. Father God, that 
we would stand firm and trust in your words and, and believe that it's true, Lord God. Father, I thank you because you've been faithful to me, Lord God. You've been faithful to me, Lord God, when I've been faithless, Lord God. Lord God, you've sent people to me, Lord God, when I thought you couldn't even hear me, my God. And so, Lord, right now, my brothers and my sisters, I lift them up to you, Lord God. And, and what, whatever they may be walking through at this very moment, Lord God. Whatever hopes and dreams that they had, Lord God, which may have been shattered or crushed or bruised, Lord God. Lord, we know and we believe, Lord God, that you allow everything to happen for, for your will and your purpose, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, I just, Lord, I just lay everything at your feet, Lord God. I lay all my fears, my worries, my insecurities, Lord God. My doubt, Lord God. And I place it at your altar, Lord God. Lord God, because you are my dad. I thank you, Lord God, that because when I feel like I can't run, you carry me, Lord God. When I can't stand, you carry me, my God. Lord God, when I can't speak, you speak for me, my God. Lord God, when you, Lord God, when people just come and try to attack me, Lord God, you defend me, my God. So, Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord, because, Lord, it's not out of our strength, out of our power, Lord God, but it's by your strength, your mighty hands, Lord God, that we overcome, Lord God. And, Lord God, that we could climb the mountains, Lord God. Lord, I don't stumble against pebbles, Lord, Father God, because I know I can overcome the mountains, Lord God. So, Lord, we just give this time to you, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Just come. The altars are open. Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known, by forever daddy, oh how we love you so. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.